Hello, and welcome to episode 115 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, we are going to continue our focus on historic and yet another product where they just went to the top <laughs> of uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast building, and they only put the instants and sorceries in the box and then threw it off, and whatever yep. was face up is in historic. Hey, and some of it's stuff that we had just talked about, too, so. Yeah, we look very smart. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I always like looking smart. Yes. It's a good look for me. Yes, it doesn't happen very often for me, so <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, so if you would uh, like to tweet us what you think uh, Wizard's plan is for Historic, you can get us at Casual Tripod. Yep, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can drop us an email, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. If you would like to pre-order some of these super-duper mystical archive cards, uh, please use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a small percentage of to help keep the show rolling. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. And that reminds me, I've got to get the uh, next round of givebacks together. So if you would like to be included in our next round of givebacks, head over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Once you sign up, I'll, you know, send you a message and get your address and all that stuff and add you to the list. Uh, but aside from that, patrons get early access to show notes and they get to listen to us kind of ramble on about whatever's happening while we check our mics and sound levels and all that before the show starts. Yeah. Uh, they get access to that every week. So I always post it up on Patreon and you get to check it out. Also, um, we have our YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. We've been working really hard to get some content on there finally. We had the channel going for a while and had only done hit or miss videos. And the last couple months, we've kind of focused on putting some more content up there to grow the channel some. So head over there and check it out. Make sure you uh, like our videos and subscribe and leave comments and all that jazz. And let us know what you're liking, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of, and help us make the channel better. And next and then, week, yep. we should be... The plan is mm -hmm. to put uh, a video episode out uh, with the um, with the set preview or set review, Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of these cards have a lot, a lot, a lot of text. And us, like, yeah. just telling <laughs> you what they are is not as helpful, I think, as if you can actually go look at the cards. So we're going to try to do... It's going to be low-tech. But yeah, we're not as fancy to, as Juan's videos. But we're gonna try to like get the um, get some some pictures up there so you can actually see the cards and have it make a little bit more sense. Yeah, if that's Hopefully gonna help I'll, you, help like, everybody listen. follow along. Yeah, like I think the set releases April twenty something. Yeah, Is that right. The, you can buy the arena bundle till the fifteenth. All right. So, um, I, so that means that probably not next week but the week after i should have some product to do box openings yeah i think so. that like there's only 18 days till the mastery pass is done yeah yeah so it's soon yep so, so you guys got that 15th. to look forward to also yep um i don't think i'm gonna get a draft box this time they they're super limited like i think they're really pushing for stores to like not sell draft packs over the counter because they're like super throttling the number of draft boxes you can get. 
So I don't think that I'm going to be able to get my hands on a draft box to open, but I will get a set box and a collector box. Okay. So I'll do a pre-release build like I normally do also. I should mention, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show or not, but we're going back to seated boosters for this pre-release. Oh, we are? Yeah. So when you get a pre-release kit, you get to pick which college and there'll be a seated bo- there'll be five booster packs and then a seated booster from whatever college you pick. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, you guys, why don't you go over to our Discord channel and let me know which college box you want me to open up. I know which one I want to open, but if you guys have a different idea, um, let me know which one you want to see because I'm pretty sure I can't swing opening all five. <laughs> That's that's fine. I mean, he wants to open Golgari, uh, the Golgari one, uh, Witherbloom. It's, it's not Golgari. Yeah, it's Witherbloom. It's Golgari. They're graveyard-centric. <laughs> They're just like... The red-white one definitely doesn't feel Boros. It's got like... Right. Based on the spoilers, it's kind of crazy, but unless something wild happens, Witherbloom feels very Golgari. <laughs> it's just going to be more Golgari. It's going to be more Golgari. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Liliana's not making zombies, though, so. She is Who not. Knows? She is filling the graveyard, though. She is. And letting you storm off. Yes. yes. Have you heard about the new combo that's getting ready to break EDH? Uh, I, I heard about the one that's going to break Legacy, and the stupid uh, Onslaught on Comet is $15 now. Well, yeah, that's the same one that's going to break EDH, but yeah, Legacy, too, huh? Yeah, like, because there's a two mana guy that does the same thing. Yeah. The Golgari one. Yeah. So real quick, is it is it Chain of Smog? It is Chain of Smog. It's one in the black. Target player discards two cards, and then they can copy the spell. Yep. Uh, so what you do is there is this, uh, the effectively the guild mage for the college. I don't know, the college mascot. The It's like a green, it's a green black 2-2. Each college has one. And this one has uh, Magecraft. And yeah, it's if you, a w- Witherbloom Apprentice. Yeah, if you cast or copy a spell, your opponent mm-hmm. uh, loses one and you gain one. Yep. So you can cast Chain of Smog, targeting yourself, d- discard two cards, and then just keep copying it and targeting yourself and yeah. drain them out. So like on turn three, you could just have it all. And win the game well, on the spot. I mean, kind of. It's also kind of awkward because you get like super punished by a counter spell. Because then you just lose your hand and they take three damage. Oh, they counter the second one. Or the third one or whatever. Like yeah. wait until you have no cards in your hand and then Yeah, no, it. like this is very true. It's very true. Yeah. yeah, you are like super all in. I don't think it's yeah. good enough just for that reason. Yeah. That like you can't just like go all in. Right. Though I don't know, like, do you like are you on the like Thoughtseize unmask plan? Probably. And you're just like, all right, my hand's gonna be I'm gonna rip your hand apart and then on the go turn, it's just gonna be this car, chain of smog and, and a prayer. Yep. So anyway, so that's that's for another week to get into all yep. this craziness. <laughs> Probably next week. Probably next week. This week we're talking about the mystical archive. Yeah. And so what is the Mystical Archive? The Mystical Archive is 60-something, 63 spells, I think. 
They're uh, instants and sorceries from Magic's past. They're supposed to be like iconic, powerful spells that are, I guess, lore-wise, they're contained in like the massive library in Strixhaven. And these are just a small portion of the spells in this library. Supposedly, every spell in the multiverse is housed in this library. Gotcha. So, in the game, um, every booster pack is going to contain at least one of these. So, every draft booster, you're going to get one. Every set booster, you're going to get at least one. I'm not sure if you can get more than one. And every collector booster, you're going to get at least three, I believe. Um, There's... Two different. Oh god! So these are going to be relatively available. Yeah, way more than like you would normally think for something like this. Um, okay. They're they're gonna they're gonna be more common than like the um, well like, like if you were opening just Japanese boosters of War of the Spark, these are going to be more common than Japanese planeswalkers. Okay. Does that make sense? The way I said that. I think because oh, like I, when you're opening War of the Spark, like Japanese War of the Spark, you have the chance to get one of the alt art walkers. Yeah. Whereas you're always going to get one of these. Yeah. Okay. So there's not going to be a thousand dollar one, more than likely. Um, I mean, some of the Japanese ones maybe. They're, yeah. they're really pretty, and like the foils, I can imagine being very expensive. And that was the next thing I was going to say is there's also Japanese only variants that are like very like traditional Japanese artwork. And like the card frame is templated differently. Like the card name goes down the side, like instead of across. Yeah, they are very, very, very nice. They didn't take any risks with the art on the Japanese ones. They took some risks on the uh, on the English (laughs) ones. We'll get there. We'll get there. But um, yeah, they took some risks. I, yeah. Like, personally, I don't like foreign cards. And I wish I did because, like, I, some of these are absolutely gorgeous. But I like to be able to read my cards when I draw them. Yeah. And it would just really bother me to not be able to read the cards. So I probably won't be getting any of these. And I'll probably be getting rid of any that I pull. Are there are the Japanese ones in the English packs? They're in the English collector boosters. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think you're guaranteed one in each collector booster. Yeah. Again, if you're going to buy these, like, not release weekend, like, wait a week or two, because mm-hmm. then yeah. there's going to be way more, because there's going to be the initial hype of, I got to get these. And yeah. then people are going to realize that, oh my God, there's so many of these. Yeah. So I would pump the brakes. So it's 60 something cards that that are going to be in every pack. And so they ended up on arena because Mm -hmm. that's the only way you can reproduce the exact draft format from paper Mm -hmm. is for these cards to be on arena because there's going to be one every pack. Right. So they're going to be in like the packs that you open for draft to preserve the draft environment. And I believe they said they're also going to show up randomly in the like prize packs on arena also i don't think you're i guess randomly isn't the right word but i don't think you're going to open one in every pack yeah it's a little awkward that uh there are seven of them that are currently already banned 
on Arena. And so while they're trying to reproduce the draft environment, there's definitely going to be people that if they were in paper, they would Mm -hmm. take the swords to plowshares because you have to because it's the best limited card, but might not take it in the arena draft because they can only play it for that that draft. draft. Yeah. Like, are they going to like, I guess, are they going to, they're not going to reimburse you for them because like, they're going to say we could play it in like historic brawl or some garbage. Nope. So like, yeah, you you, you can't play it there either. Oh, you can't play it there either. Yeah, no. Okay. So like, you just can't play it. So like, yeah, are you going to get, they're not going to, I can't imagine them reimbursing you. Yeah, I don't think so, they're going to reimburse so you. I just, I, I'm not sure what they do. Like, you know, here's your 20 gems because you opened a card you can't actually play on the client. I'm but not even sure they're going to give you the 20 gems. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I meant by, yeah. like, reimbursement is, like, yeah. they might. it might just be, if you take this card, you get to play it for this draft. I yeah. hope it raises your win percentage by enough to make up for the fact that, like, you basically took a blank from your pack. Like, a literal right. blank. And yeah. if you're only doing like three or four drafts to like help build your collection, it's hard to just take a blank. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, like if you're like me who gets up on like draft like 30, mm-hmm. like I could probably handle taking a blank. Like it's not too dissimilar to like taking your, you know, your fifth of a really good uncommon. Yeah. But it still kind of stinks. You're just like, oh, I don't I might not get anything for this. Like vault progression on like a rare is negligible right so so like one more thing on this topic is that these do have a rarity there's uncommons rares and mythics all of the uncommons are cards that already exist on arena like divine gambit or defiant strike there are already cards that are on the client and you probably already have in your collection everything else is either a rare or a mythic so with these 60 something cards like this this mystical archive is supposed to be taking the spot of the like showcase cards for this set all okay. of the sets where we've had showcase cards they've been like duplicates of cards and packs you know what i mean yeah so like all on of arena, these are just a skin right all of these are outside of the set and because all of the new cards are either rares or mythics, they basically jammed a whole bunch extra rares and mythics in this set. So if you wanted uh, Teferi's Protection and Ephemerate, you would need four mythics for Teferi's Protection and four rare wild cards for Ephemerate. Yeah, this is kind of, in an arena sense, just a way to separate people from their wild cards. Yes, they are certainly going to strip wild cards out of accounts. Yeah, I mean, there's really no getting around that, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. It's just kind of awkward. It is, it is. So, what are the seven cards that are banned? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, Dark Ritual, Demonic yes. Tutor, mm-hmm. Lightning Bolt, uh-huh. um, so- uh, excuse me, Swords to Plowshares, um, yep. Counterspell. Uh, counterspell. Natural order. Oh, a natural order. Yep. And then there's one more that I can't think of right now. Tainted Pact is banned for Brawl. Yes. But there's but one more that's banned like in like every that's banned for everything. Forget what it is. 
But um, yeah, so there's hmm. there's seven that we oh like, channel channel. Yep. Come on, let me channel Ulamogs and people. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. They hate fun. Turn they one. Hate fun. Yeah, or turn two, I guess. Turn two, Ulamog, Ugin, go. I mean, we literally have a deck that is turn two some percentage of the time. <laughs> Ulamog or or uh or Ugin on turn yeah. two. So I don't know. Seems seems like channels in that same ballpark. Yeah. You have to you have to have both pieces in your hand. <laughs> instead of just one and so, and a zero. Alright, so we're not gonna go through all the cards. We are gonna go through some of them mm-hmm. and let you know what they are, what we think of them express our confusion about why they exist. Yep. All of these things. Yeah. So first up is Day of Judgment. It's mm-hmm. uh, basically Wrath of God, except for it's destroy all creatures as opposed to like bury and they can't regenerate. Right. Right. So it's just more Wrath of God. It's I really wrath- don't think this does anything because like we already, ha- White already has plenty of Wraths. Yeah, I think the only thing is, is if you were playing Shatter the Sky... Like, mm-hmm. you don't play Shadow of the Sky anymore. Yeah, you just play this instead. Yeah, if you were on some, like, weird mix of, like, three Wrath of Gods, two Shadow of the Skies, and two Doob Scars or something, you're just like, Shadow of the Sky out, Day of Judgment in. Yep. Yeah, so it's just, like, the better Shadow of the Sky. Mm-hmm. Next up, we called it. What is next up here? Well, we collectively, like us and our listeners, called it. It's yes. uh, Ephemerate. So thank you to actually just Thor. Okay, I, hey. I called it. Yeah. Hey. Last yeah. time you told me it was actually just Thor. And now Is you mean it actually said? you said actually just Thor. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, there's no I don't think there's a th- think it's just Thor. All right, cool. I was like I was like did you trick me last time? No, I don't think so. All right. So, ephemerate. Uh we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. If there is any chance of a blink deck, Ephemerate will make it happen. Definitely. Right? The card is kind of silly mm-hmm. and will will do things. Two blinks for the low, low cost of one mana one card. and a card. Yeah, so it should be... If that deck can be good, it will... Ephemerate will help it be good. Yeah. This, uh, this next one's kind of interesting. Gift of Estates? I don't even know where this card is like from. from. I have no idea. Yeah. Must be like a commander um, product. It might be. It's a one and a white for a sorcery. And it says, if an opponent controls more lands than you, search your library for up to three planes cards, reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle. So it's kind of like a one-shot land tax. Yeah. But it gets any planes. So it can get cycling lands, triomes, shock lands, anything that's a planes. Yeah. Is this effect even good? I don't know. Like, a hard control deck never wants to miss its land drop, right? Yeah. But like I guess the like the the turn when you draw this on turn eight yeah. and you have like two more lands in your opponent and it just does literal nothing. Nothing. Yeah, um, that's true. It like it's no good. I was watching uh Saffron Olive talk about these cards and he was like, Oh, this is probably for like historic brawl. Like one, an unsupported format, and two, the card's yeah. still not good. It's not like you're playing against like three other people. Yeah. Right, like 
it's just like, oh, I drew this on turn 10. Yeah, I guess I it, guess does it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's worse than drawing a land. <laughs> yes, at least I <laughs> at least I could cycle the cycling land that if I drew it. Right. So, yeah, I like it seems like it's probably a commander card. Maybe and but we don't have commander. I know, which makes it really awkward for you to like get it in your <laughs> get it in your pack. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's in the mystical archive for commander, but I don't think it has a home in arena really. Yeah, not sure. Strange. Okay, you and I have very different thoughts on mana tithe. Oh, okay. I kind of thought that like force spike maybe just doesn't do anything. And evidently, think, you think that it does do something. I think it annoys me. It's okay. the main thing it's going to do. But I mean, think about like the the control decks and like the times that they're able to get you with sensor. Like they just eat your two drop. Well, right. But sensor has the fail case of turning into something else. Like this sensor doesn't do anything on turn five. This is true. I think that like in a like white weenie kind of strategy where, you know, your mana tithe is like your like sweeper protection where you're like, okay, if they try to sweep me on turn four, I mana tithe them and get like another turn. Yeah. And, and just like in the times where the deck is playing it and they shouldn't be playing it. And then you get annihilated. <laughs> then you get blown out. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, whatever. Like this deck's not a mana tithe deck and you play your three drop and it gets mana tithed, and you're just like yeah. concede game. <laughs> right. You're just like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Or I mean, like, I guess it, I guess it'd be pretty awkward to like hold mana up for a company and then pass the turn and like your opponent do something. And then you go company on their end step and they're like mana tithe you. Yeah. Like, the number of times your opponent like shocks in their third land with their with their land of war elf and you're like this is a thousand percent a collected company and you're like playing against like white green like angels or yeah. some crap and you're like company and they're like manatize and you're like well can we just can i just concede like you can't get to that <laughs> gear button fast enough yeah so like that's just gonna be like another one of those cards like i lost a game to cloud shift like one the one white like blink like bad yeah. ephemerate and yeah. i was because they in combat they were like blink my uh they blinked their uh oh gosh skyclave apparition and i was just like Ugh. yeah didn't even know that card was in the format and it Ugh. was like because i was like what can they do for one man i was like oh annihilate me and so like <laughs> i feel like mana tithe is just gonna be one of those cards where like you're going to forget about it and you're going to yeah. be like, oh, this white weenie idiot can't do anything. I want to like win this turn. And then you're just like, oh, I guess I lost. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I guess we approach that card from different angles. Like you approached it from I'm going to get blown out by this and it so serves no good purpose. And I approached it from it serves no good purpose. So you shouldn't even bother putting it in your deck. Yes. But like, with, I, I, don't, I don't think that the card like I'm not arguing that. Like, people aren't going to play the card. I just don't think you should. I 100% agree. I don't think you should. Yeah. But that makes that makes the blowouts 10 times worse. <laughs> yes. Saffron Olive just did a video where he played some, like, bad white deck because it played four mana tithes. And just was, <laughs> like, spent the whole time being like, I love mana tithe. Let's mana tithe this person. And just kept mana tithing people. One of yeah. his opponents was like, 
I was not expecting to get manatized. And then, like, the next game was, like, it's gross that I have to play around manatized every turn. <laughs> and, like, that's just going to be historic. It's like, oh, man, this white player. Do I have to play around manatized this whole game? Uh. <laughs> so that's all. Like, I'm just like, like, uh, it's probably not a card I'm going to play, but it's a card that's going yeah. to, like, you know, the times it's cast against me, it's probably going to have a 100% win rate. <laughs> I'm just gonna be I mean, like, well, I guess, like in a deck that run. What was that card you just said? The bad ephemerate, uh, like cloud shift. Yeah, like like in a deck that runs, you know, a bunch of ephemerates and cloud shifts and skyclave apparitions and stuff. Like maybe I could see a case for a mana tithe there, like in that deck, where you're holding up mana to interact with your opponent. But I, I really don't think most decks are going to want this or it's going to be bad in the majority of decks. Like a control deck doesn't want this. No, I, I a hundred percent agree. But again, yeah. that makes the blowouts even worse <laughs> when you're like, why do they even have that card? <sighs> so, okay. So yeah, I, I just look at mana time. There's just all the heartbreak. It will cost me. Like, yeah. Even if it shouldn't okay. be there, it's going to cost me heartbreak. I understand. All right. The next card, again, is one of those cards that got shook out of the box, and I have no idea why it's here. Yeah, my notes for this card are, really? This is weird. So it's Teferi's <laughs> Protection. Two and a white instant. Yeah. Phase out you yeah. all of in all of your permanents. I'm out. Yeah, so like your opponent alpha strikes, and you're like, Teferi's Protection. I'll see you next turn. <laughs> yeah. You die the following turn if they were going to kill you that turn unless you, like, drew something or had the answer in your hand already. Yeah. But, yeah, it is, like, a weird, like, fog. I wonder if Teferi's protection is here f to protect against Storm. It could be, like, your Storm, like, your opponent storming off and you're just like, haha. I'm out. I'm out. Again, I think this is a card that we can't look at is... Like, is this here for Arena? Because I don't think yeah. it is. I think it's... Tavarius Protection was like $80 or something. Maybe not that yeah. much, right? So they needed yeah. to put more of it because it's just from one Commander product. Uh, I think it got a reprint in Mystery Booster, I think. Okay. But it's still pretty expensive. Yeah. And yeah. so this is a way to give, like, more supply slash let Commander players, like, bling out their deck. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's here for commander players as opposed to actually them feeling like it has like a function in historic. Yeah. Makes sense. Which is my biggest problem with the mystical archives in historic is <laughs> I don't think they looked at any of these cards and said, what is their function in historic? Yeah. This will be good for the format. Yeah. I think they were just like YOLO. Yeah. Blue Sun Zenith. This is another really weird one. Like, I don't know what purpose this serves. We already have uh, Sphinx's Rev, right? That no one plays. Yeah, and we have better Blue Sun Zenith with Gedwick, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same casting cost, and you get a 3-3, three, three, and you get to like tap your opponent's stuff. Yeah, so Blue Sun Zenith for everyone is X blue, blue, blue for an instant, right? Uh, yeah, sorcerer. yeah. Instant? Okay. It's an instant. Where target player draws X, and then you shuffle Blue Sun Zenith back into your deck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a card that we have better versions of or, like, kind of takes on that yeah. are mildly to not playable. Right. 
So uh, I don't know what it's here doing. Yeah, I really couldn't tell you. Like I said, a- any historic deck that I can picture that wants Blue Sun Zenith is going to run either Rev because you're like a hard blue-white control deck or it's going to run Gadwick because you want the body and the tapper. Yeah, you're like some blue tempo deck and you're like, I just want to draw two cards and then tap two creatures the following turn and win. Yeah. Right? Like the fact that, ooh, instant speed, draw two cards. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I can do that with, you know, any of the other spells in the format. Glimmer of Genius or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of blue draw spells. (laughs) Yeah. We got Brainstorm. The art is sick. Unlike the other versions. Yeah. So instant for a blue, draw three, put two back on top. Yep. Best cantrip in the game. Yeah. This is the glue that holds Legacy together. Like it's arguably the reason that Legacy exists. Yeah, or Legacy in its, like, current state. Yeah. Like, without Brainstorm, Legacy isn't, like, I don't know, 50% blue decks? Right. Right? So, the draw three, put two back might sound bad, but if you put back two bad cards and then you shuffle with a fetch land, Mm -hmm. now you've kind of turned your Brainstorm into an Ancestral. Most of an ancestral, yeah. Yeah, when you put your two cards back, you're hoping that you're just putting back zeros. Right. And so it kind of just serves as you got three new cards because you put back two cards that were stone zero. Right. The thing that holds it back is lack of access to good fetch lands. Yeah, we have like conditional ones, which obviously aren't as good as actual fetch lands. Yeah. But... Like, Fable Passage already sees a ton of play in just about every deck, so it's kind of, uh, like, that's fine. I don't think we really have to talk about that. Yeah. But what I was thinking is, like, Brainstorm is so good in the decks that want it that I think even, like, Evolving Wilds would probably, like, you'd want to play Evolving Wilds. Yeah. I, I I think it takes Evolving Wilds from being, like, a bad land to just kind of an inconvenience for the power that it gives your deck. Like, I don't know if you go to like a full four evolving wilds, maybe you play like two. So you have six shuffle effects Mm -hmm. and you might have other shuffle effects in your deck where you might search or something. Yeah. I was just trying to think if there was anything else that like shuffled or you could like even scry. Yeah. Cultivate like something that'd be really good to be like Ash Barons. Oh, yeah, that lets, lets you cycle. Yeah, but basic land cycling. So you're just like, yeah. okay, I'll go get a land, and that'll shuffle. Is that um, in the format? I don't think it is, but I'm not 100% sure. I think Ash Barons is a mystery booster, but not Jumpstart. Oh, okay. But I'm not 100% sure. Uh, there was a card that we were like, it should be in the format. Oh, Mara Ridgery. Mm-hmm. And then I played against Elves, and they played a Mara Ridgery on turn three. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess Murray is on Arena. Oops. Yeah. Uh, no, Ash Barons is not historic legal. Okay. But something like that where you have some other like reasonable shuffle effect. Like I could see yeah. like four Fabled Passage, four Ash Barons. Like that would mm-hmm. be like, I'd be okay with that. Let's just say like Evolving Wilds is a little, 
a little too low down on power. I don't know if you can take like an A and a D and get like a B out of it. Well, like how many how many fetch land does a legacy deck run though? Like a brainstorm deck and legacy runs eight, twelve fetch lands. Eight to twelve, yeah. So like that's kind of the number you're shooting for, I think. So I, I don't think six is quite gonna cut it. Like you're the prob the downside with brainstorm is you end up they call it brainstorm locking yourself, where after you cast it, you're just stuck with two bad cards on the top of your deck. Yeah, and you've so, got to get through them before you can start playing again. Yeah, so like the thing you don't want to do is keep a one lander with a brainstorm. Right. Because if you don't get your second land, you just know you're not doing anything for the first two or three turns of the game. Yeah. Also, um, no matter how many fetch lands you're playing, you do want to be in a situation where... Uh, if you, let's say, later in the game, you don't need a land off Evolving Wilds, you yeah. just keep that land on the battlefield. Right. So that if you draw your Brainstorm later on, you have a shuffle effect. Right. I was just going to say, the other thing that I was kind of thinking, like, I didn't plan it out, I was just thinking about it right now, is that if we're kind of limited on our shuffle effects, is there anything that's playable that's like Scry? Oh, like, what about the Blue Castle? The blue castle. It's just scry two. Yeah, just so you like you can bottom three, both. Put two on top and then bottom both. Yeah. I think like opt if there was like one card you wanted and the one you didn't, you could put the card you don't want on top and then opt, bottom it, and then draw the other one. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like we don't have. Do we have the payoff? Like we don't have a Delver that wants you to just play all cantrips though, right? I mean, we like do. it's different in Legacy where you're playing, you know, four brainstorms, four ponders, and then. You know, a bunch of pyromancers and um, I mean, we have Delvert and stuff. We have young pyromancer. We have um, they're all two mana. Young pyromancer. Um, what's his name? Uh, Sprite dragon. Storm uh, yeah. Stormwing entity. Like that's a deck. Yeah. So like there are things that like want you to play like a cantrippy game where you're putting cards in your graveyard. You know, if you played Magmatic Chandler. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like, true. That, like, so there are things that, like, support this type of gameplay, but they're not, like, one mana. You don't have the, like, Delver into, you know, Brainstorm, Flip My Delver. Right. You have more, you know, I'm going to play a two mana thing that's going to pay me off for now casting three spells on my, on my third turn. Yeah. So... No, I think it's a card that definitely is going to get built around and should, and people aren't going to realize how powerful it is. Yeah, like unless you've spent some time playing Legacy, I don't think you understand how powerful Brainstorm is. Yeah, and like you are going to have to like learn how to play it. Where like you know, where normally you'd be like, I'm going to thin my deck and crack my fetch on turn three. You're like, no, <laughs> yeah, you might draw a Brainstorm, keep that fetch. Yeah, right. And well, also I mean, it's also kind of like what we were talking about last week with Cabal Therapy. Like yeah. you, you have to play the game differently when you're playing those cards in your deck. Like it, it really rewards you from having mastery over how to play that card. Yeah. So it'll be good for people to learn it. People are going to make a lot of mistakes. Oh, you're yeah. going to get a lot of free wins on the like turn one brainstorm. They don't hit their second land <laughs> and they yeah. just like snap concede. Cause they're like, Oh, I guess I'm not going to do anything till turn three. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Counterspell is too good, but how do you feel about Time Walk? Uh, I love me some Time Walk. 
memory lapse is pretty close to time walk. It's most of time walk. So memory uh, so, lapse? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, memory lapse is one in a blue for an instant counter target spell. If the spell is countered this way, put it on top of its owner's library. They don't so, get a choice. Right. It's better than remand, right? I don't know. Maybe. I think it's a question of like, let's say you're twin, God rest your soul, right? <laughs> and you're trying to find a combo piece. That's true. Maybe, if you're trying to dig through your deck. Yeah, maybe remand is better. Or yeah. like if you don't have your third land drop, remand gives you an extra bite at getting your third land drop. Yeah. But I mean, in just in terms of like if you're a control deck and you just want to like hamper your opponent's development and draw some cards like if you have a card draw a spell and a memory lapse where yeah. like you have you know four mana up or whatever and you're gonna cantrip and memory lapse like you need to refresh your hand so you want to cantrip but you also have that card that you want to take care of so you don't want to spend all your mana on a counter spell you memory lapse then you cast your cantrip or whatever i mean like play patterns that we're seeing now is like turn two i'm gonna uh, foretell behold the multiverse turn mm -hmm. three i'm gonna have up my absorb or my uh uh saw it coming mm -hmm. right now turn four you could have up memory lapse mm -hmm. and be able to cast behold the multiverse from foretell right right so like that's your turn four is you eat your opponent's turn three or four yeah and their next draw step yeah. Now, if you remember, how long ago was it that we were talking about tempo? Uh, a while. About a couple months. Yeah. So if you remember back to that episode, everything that we outlined there is why memory lapse is good. Yes. You're eating up your opponent's mana for the turn. Hopefully you're gaining a mana advantage because you're only spending two mana to take care of, you know, a three or four mana spell that your opponent cast. And then you're also taking away their next draw step because they have to redraw the card that they just tried to cast. It's really good. Like it's yeah, not like it's not better than counterspell because if it's like if it's a card that just says win the game, you have to have an answer to it next turn. Right. But in a lot of ways, it's better than counterspell. Mm -hmm. It's easier to cast. It's not a permanent answer to the thing, but it also like eats a draw step. Right. And, you know, it's it's really good. It's like, really good. I think a lot of the sensors that are floating around control decks are They're going to, to be memory lapses. Memory lapses yeah. And some of the like uh, should have sought Cummings where like mm -hmm. they're trying to build their own two mana counter spell. Yeah, they're just going to play this instead. Yeah, they're going to just have a two mana a two mana counter spell where like yeah. they're just like I just need to get to turn 5 so I can like slam my Teferi or like that turn 5 Teferi plus untap two lands memory lap you laps you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so this card is very good. Yeah. It's a uh, it's not modern legal, right? No. It's like from Homelands. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh yeah, it was in they reprinted it in a core set too, I think. Okay, but, but like the original it was printing like was seventh edition or whatever. Yeah, the original printing was like Homelands, I think. Yeah. Yep. So crazy, crazy that they included it here. Yeah, Lightning Bolt too good. Time yeah. walk fine. Yep. No problems. Uh, Tesseret Gambit. 
they keep trying to make this card be a card that people will play. And it's not yeah. a card people will play. They put the it only... in like Modern Masters sometimes. Yeah. And just like, this card isn't good enough. The only reason that I wanted to talk about it is because it has Phyrexian mana in the cost. Yeah. Which like no other card on Arena does, right? Yeah. So it's three in a Phyrexian blue. So you can play three in a blue or yep. play three in two life mm -hmm. for it. It's an instant that is draw to proliferate. Yep. So like every color gets divination now. It does. But it's just not a card that has like consistently seen play. Yeah. And like if you don't get anything out of the proliferate, if you're not if you're a blue deck, you just play like whatever divination variant you have at like three mana, if that's yeah. effect you really want. Mm -hmm. And like I don't feel like red decks are gonna be putting this in there and them so they can spend three mana to draw two cards. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And like green, I don't know if we have it on here, has harmonize. I did not include that one. We can talk about it now if you want to. Yeah, but like if you're green and you want four mana draw two, you just play harmonize. Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't know why this card's here. I'm not sure either. I just thought it was weird that it had Phyrexian mana on the mana mana cost. Yeah, like, well, I will say that this uh, stuff, like, th this set is, there's a lot of things that you felt like, well, maybe they can't do on Arena that apparently yeah. can 100% do. <laughs> yep. So give me more formats. That's right. Uh, let's do the Time Warp again is next. Yeah, like, Simic needs another Time Walk, right? Yeah, like... Hey, I'm gonna like play my Saltite Ultimatum. I guess I'm a hundred percent to take an extra turn. Yeah, because I get you get Arons Epiphany and Time Warp. Yeah, and then I guess I'll just also get my QR Best of Sea God. So, um, all right, would you like me to take two straight turns, <laughs> or would you like me to take a turn and have an eight eight? Right, text proof uh, and tap your stuff. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> have you it's like i don't know they're all bad options yeah like so this is five mana and mm -hmm. as we have found five mana is trivial to get to oh, in yeah. modern it's magic yep. right like so like this could bring back like the like nexus turbo fog decks oh i didn't even think of that because they got eight time walks now you have eight time walks one of them gives you two one ones, so there's your win condition. Right. Yeah. Time warp doesn't exile itself. Oh, so, I didn't even catch that. You are correct. So Tamio can get it back. So you oh. can go like Tamio plus, and then the next turn, if you have a time warp in your hand, you're just like time warp down, take Tamio, get time warp. Whew. Next turn, cast time warp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we also have Regrowth. Oh, which, yeah. Which gets back Time Warp. Yeah. I didn't so, think anything of that card either, so I didn't include it on the list. Like, it's not great, but, like, if it's buying you back Time Warps... Yeah. Because it has the old templating that doesn't exile itself. Yuck. Yeah, so... But that's fine. That's fine. Lightning Bolt, too good. <laughs> Lightning um, Bolt's too good. But, like, Turbo Fog... Or like mm -hmm. Bant Turbo Fog, where you're like, oh, I guess I can Teferi's my protections myself as another Fog. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, woohoo. Crux of Fate? Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know what space this is supposed to be playing in. Like, Black already has some cards that are like close to a hard wrath, but this is basically just a hard wrath for black. Yes, yeah, so it's three. A three black, black, and then you either destroy all dragons or destroy all non dragons. So, my thought is there are like black controls decks that are playing like uh, Shadow's Verdict. Mm hmm. And this kind of slots into that because it gets everything. Yeah, except Shadow's Verdict also exiles Kroxas. It does. It does. And, like, it can also be, like, in, like, the... It's a little hard to cast, but in the, like, mono-black, like, Forsaken Monument decks. Yeah. Right? Where this could take some of the space from Extinction Event. It is harder to cast Mm -hmm. because it's black-black, but Mm -hmm. it does get more than Extinction Event. Like... I mean, Black already has, like you said, Extinction Event and Shadow's Verdict and Languish is already in there. Ritual of Soot. Ritual of Soot, yeah. So, yeah, Um, it might not have a place because it's too big. Yeah, I I mean, unless you're playing like some kind of weird Black Dragons deck where you just want to kill everything but your dragons, which is also kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, Next step is Dies to Doomblade. Or just Doomblade. Just like, Doomblade. I, I don't even know if this sees play. I don't think it does. Like We already have so many Doomblade variants. It's going to be interesting for deck building. Like When you sit down to build your black deck to decide what, like what combination of all of these Doomblade variants you want in your deck. Because we have Eliminate, Cast Down, Heartless Act. Now we have Doomblade. Like, obviously, you can't run four of all of them. So, like, what's your breakdown? Yeah, like, I think Doomblade is the most restrictive. It, right. Especially uh, since a lot of the threats that you want to kill, from my experience in this format, are black. Yeah, right? Like, Doomblade is just, like, worse than Heartless Act. Right. Because uh, there's hardly anything that has plus one, plus one counters. Right. Right, like, it's... In a lot of ways, like the restriction on it is probably more restrictive than the restriction on cast down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I think it's like, oh, like the saying is dies the doom blade. Yeah, I guess we should. We, yeah, it's iconic. We should put it in there. I mean, it's almost as the iconic as Defiant Strike. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up is uh, a card that makes me feel like uh, they have no plan for Historic. And uh, it makes me just... feel like they want me to play my modern deck in Historic. Yes. yes. So Inquisition of Kozlek. Black. Uh, look at target opponent or target player's hand? Probably target player. I think it's opponent. Okay. and I, I they... I'm pretty sure you can't discard yourself. Oh, no, it's target player. Okay. And the you can choose a card. That has CMC three, a non-land card with CMC three or less, and they discard it. Yep. So I don't know. In most cases, like eighty-five eh, percent of the thoughtsies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's um, like modern Jund plays a play set of Inquisitions and then some number of thoughtsies on top of it. Yeah. So no- normally you make up your like six to seven 
discard spells in your main deck with like four inquisition and then like two or three thought sees sometimes you go like three and three but it depends on the meta but yeah. typically the skew leans towards inquisition instead of thought sees yeah so we established last week or the week before that we thought that like a black based hand description death shadow deck was mm-hmm. probably some version of that is probably the best deck in historic yeah. now granted there's also like the black red pyromancer deck with dreadhorde arcanist and then there's jun sack all these black red decks are like at the top of the format mm-hmm. and they were just like yo you want inquisition you want to be even further ahead of everyone else we'll give it to you yeah here it is so <laughs> like on the pre-show i was just saying like i feel like you just are like four thought sees for inquisition for death shadow for Dreadhorde Arcanist, for um, Young Pyromancers, four Fatal Pushes, mm-hmm. like three Croxes, and like, I don't know, put in a handful of other cards that you may want to like dress up the edges with. And like, like that's four just... cards we're going to talk about in a couple cards. Yeah. And like that, <laughs> that's just a deck. Yeah. A good deck. Yes. Like one of the better decks in the format. Cause, yeah. you know, they don't get any more Dreadhorde Arcanists, but right, they get more discard spells for the turn one discard thoughts. spell, turn two Arcanist swing yeah. discard you. Yeah, yeah, like the or like you know you know the game where you get double thought seized. You just are like, yeah. oh man, I'm losing. Well, right. now they just have twice as many cards that you get the oh Inquisition you on turn one, and I'll take your two drop. Now yeah. I'll thought seize you, and I'll take your four drop. And I have a removal spell for your three drop. This has been fun. Yeah. And you're just like, (laughs) wrap it up. Yeah, I guess I'm done here. So like, there's going to be a lot of that. If you're a combo player like me, they've kind of shadow banned combo. Cause like, I mean, with all this cheap interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like already the format was having like 50% thought seize decks. Yeah. Well, now all those thought seize decks are going to be packing inquisitions. Mm -hmm. And, it might push the percentage of thought sees decks higher. Yeah. Because, it's, and you have to play around mana tithe now you do. It's, oh my God. <laughs> it's a nightmare. So next card is a card for our death shadow decks that we talked about last week or the week yeah, before sign in blood. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this when we did the episode on the historic anthology, I think. Yeah. How like the deck, when I was playing, it kind of needed a way to like refill and how Treacherous Blessing might fill that role. I 100% think Sign and Blood, you play over Treacherous Blessing every time. Yeah, and the upside of Sign and Blood is it lets you put Loris as your companion, right? You oh, don't have, yeah. You don't have to have Ranger of Eos. You don't yeah. have to have Treacherous Blessing that is like breaking like yep. your, like going too high up the mana curve. Like, mm-hmm. Sign and Blood lets you, like, keep Loris in the sideboard. So, yep. yeah, just, yeah. You Great. know what else Sign and Blood does? What else does it do? It targets your opponent for the last two points of damage. It does. Would you like two cards that you can't use because you're dead? <gasps> yeah. I guess. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. I have totally done that before. Yes. So, this card, again, we'll see play. Mm-hmm. Now, I have Tainted Pack, which is weird 
and very strange. Maybe not playable. It's one on the black for an instant, right? Yep. It a sw- yep. It's and an you, instant. You reveal a card. And yeah, you exile go, the card of your library. And you can go, I don't want this. Yep. And then you can exile the next card. Yep. And you can keep doing that until you say, I want this card, or until you reveal two cards that have the same name. Right. So, like, if your top two cards are, like, swamps, and you're like, I don't want a swamp, and then you, like, flip over another swamp, you just exile two swamps yep. and has spent two mana to do nothing. Right. Effectively. But it could be like, you know, hey, I'm playing some crazy singleton deck and Thassa's Oracle triggers on the stack. I guess I'm going to name Abandon Hope and just (laughs) or like I'm just going to like say no to everything and then win the game. Yeah, you don't have to name anything. Yeah, you don't have to name anything. Yeah, you just look at it. So you're playing 60 card singleton with Lutri as your companion? Oh, yeah, we're going deep. One Brainstorm. One Thassa's Oracle. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, no, I don't think this card is playable. It's just weird that it's there. And they Very immediately strange. and they immediately banned it in Brawl. Uh, historic Brawl, yeah. Yeah. Hey, where's the one place you would play this? Historic Brawl. Can't let you have it. Sorry. Well, I mean, you can't play this in Historic Like, you just win. You just win every time. Because you're a singleton deck. Yeah. And you get to go so, look for whatever card you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, hey, we're going to put this on your client. It's going to be in your packs. <laughs> and what what can I do with it? Literal nothing. Yeah, awesome. actual Thanks, nothing. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, th- this was a card that needed a reprint anyway. So this was probably more for the commander nerds than yeah. for Arena. But, so these but next... we're talking about Arena. Yeah. So these next three cards, they're of different colors, but we put them all together because... They are all storm cards that win you the game. Yep. In some way, shape, or form. There's another storm card in the in the set, Weather the Storm, Ching, that um doesn't win Does you the game. Does not win you the game. Right. <laughs> so these so storm is you cast a spell, there's a trigger, yep. and you make a copy of the spell for each other spell that was cast this turn, regardless of who cast it. Right. So there's tendrils of agony, which yeah, is two black black, and it has storm, and it drains two. I think, right? Yep. yep. Well, that's that's the name, right? Tendrils of agony. Yeah. How many drills do you need to kill someone? Ten. Oh, I never knew that. I don't know if that's how they named it, but you need ten drills. Yeah. To kill someone. Yeah. So it deals two. So it deals right. two. You gain two. Yeah. So a lot of people are talking about it probably goes into some sort of like bolus a citadel deck mm-hmm. where you're just ripping cards off the top of your deck, paying yeah. life. And then you're like, oh, I've cast five spells this turn. Tendrils of agony. Yeah. I'll ten you. Yeah. Refill. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yep. Next up is grape shot. Yeah. I think this one, at least this deck looks closer to like, the traditional storm deck than the tendrils deck probably does. Yeah. But uh grape shots, a sorcery one in a red and it deals one damage to any target and has storm. So there's probably two things you can do with it in historic. Mm-hmm. One is you play uh steamkin. Mm-hmm. And then the other is you play burgy. 
Or you play them both. You play them I think both. You play them both in the same deck. Yeah, but like you're you're playing those cards as your ways to generate mana. Yep. And then you're playing like all the one mana like cantrips. You're like crash through warlord's fury. Yeah. And you're just is trying there eight to... or twelve? Uh, there might be twelve. There in might the be store. twelve. But yeah. you're just trying to generate as much storm count as possible, and then grape shotting someone. Mm-hmm. Now you need twenty to get someone with grape shot well that's the joke right it's it's grape it's grape okay that one i don't know <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't know okay okay yeah, you're just making <laughs> stuff up. okay good yeah i was just making stuff up there all right um so it's harder because we don't have ritual so this is the win condition in modern storm mm-hmm. i don't like rituals add to your storm count which like is how the modern storm deck wins but if you have steamkin and burgy i don't know that you need the rituals because like all of your spells are rituals yeah or at least they're all getaxian probes right they're all zero mana draw card yeah and like you just have to like not hit like three lands right but like it does make things like you know that those kind of decks would play like cathartic reunion or thrill of possibility because you're like oh i hit two lands Mm-hmm. I've got to try to get through these lands to get more spells to keep my storm count up. Yep. Right. It seems like a deck that like through no interaction could win on turn four. Oh yeah. Where you're like Steamkin, Burgy, and then you're just like go, go, and you you know have some ways to get through pockets of lands, mm-hmm. and then you just like do the thing. Mm-hmm. So. Again, weird. And for those of you who just only played on Arena, there are people who, like, they just storm. So <laughs> yes. if these cards are, like, close to close, people right. will storm. Yes. Storm and players are a special breed. They are just going to storm. So, like, they will see play, but, like, are they, like, tier three that people are hoping to get to tier two? Or are they like secretly like awesome? We will find out because people will try to make them work. Uh, I won't. Yeah, we're normal people. Um, yeah, somebody else will. Somebody will. Other people's. I, I will concede. Yes. So the next one is banned in legacy, and that's mind's desire. Yeah. I, when I looked at this, I did not see a problem. But evidently, some other people have thought yeah. it was a problem. On the so, game but... podcast, Brian Gottlieb just kept going, like, why is this here? I don't understand. Yeah. Nothing good can come of this card. Like, at some okay. point, it could break. So why are you even bothering to put it in? So what is Mind's Desire? That's not like a super popular four... you know, household name, if you will. It is four blue blue for a sorcery mm-hmm. that yep. says, shuffle your deck. Mm-hmm. exile the top card of your library you may play that card without paying its mana cost so it lets you play mm-hmm. a land like you can hit your land mm-hmm. drop off of it and it has storm mm-hmm. so you storm off and then the hope is that you like spin into something huge now I don't know if it's banned in legacy because it's just like mechanically awful where yeah. you're like hey storm off shuffle 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 shuffle, shuffle. Reveal a card. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Reveal a card. Right? 
or if it's banned because it's oh. like just absurd. I didn't even think of that because you have to shuffle for each copy. For each copy. So you have 10 copies. Yeah. It's 10 shuffles. So yeah, I don't know if it's awesome. because people were just shuff- uh, spinning into Emerkles or if, if or it's because they had to shuffle 15 times every time they stormed off. Yeah. Right. So the, uh, like the, the only way I can see this getting super degenerate is because like it can hit copies of itself, which then are like astronomical. Yeah. Oh, we do have a ritual, though. Iron Craig? No, the stupid um, common, the Tybalt's whatever. Oh. Where you can open only... The, open the omen paths? Yeah. Where it's like you can only you make three mana of like any two colors. Four mana, but I think you can only use it for creatures. But yeah, it just it just seems like the the storm cards don't make any sense to be here. Right. Either they're going to be bad and people are going to be separated from their wild cards, which I guess mm-hmm. might be why they're here. Yeah. Or they're good and it's just misery. Right. Right. There's not like an in between. Because the problem with Storm, right? If I'm playing Neo, Neo Storm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If I like play and I play the, uh, you know, and I have the, and I have it going. Mm-hmm. You can just concede because, like, it's deterministic, right? There right. is, like, a really small chance that, like, maybe I don't have the haste creature in my deck. Right. But that I've somehow drawn them both. But, like, mm-hmm. you can be pretty sure that, like, the game's ending on that turn. Right. Your opponent can, like, storm, 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 and you can be at 20, and they can, you know, get their grape shot to 18, yeah. And then you're not dead. Yeah. That, right, so, that is my problem with Storm as a deck. Right. And so like I think anybody that knows me knows my feelings about Storm. Yeah. But like <laughs> so like it's like you can concede, but like you're like there's a a pretty high chance that they might not kill you. Yeah, there there's a fail rate, a real fail rate. Yeah. And especially when you don't have the metamorphoses of the world. Yeah. There's a really big fail rate. Yeah. So we talked about Grape Shot and how Steamkin and Burgie kind of makes that go. We have to mm-hmm. get through some land pockets at some point. You do. How about Faithless Looting? I have no idea what Wizards is thinking here. So this is a red for draw two, discard two. Yep. And then for two and a red, you can flash it back. Yep. So this is red brainstorm which yeah. doesn't feel that way but that's how that's how it got banned in modern mm-hmm. uh was people realized after like six or seven years that oh if i just discard cards i don't want this card's really good or if i yeah. have cards <laughs> i want to have in my graveyard you know it was lingering souls but now it's you know see croxa yeah right this card is just really 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 good so really? and then like black red deck we were talking about it's just the glue that like when you draw two lands in the late game that turns those two lands into two real cards yeah so like thought seize was the best card in historic and then we just told you that we got four more thought seizes in the form of inquisitions i think faithless looting may be the new best card in the format it might be it is 
definitely a card that on one hand, so I'm a, I'm a defender of faithless looting, yeah. right? Because it, it, it enables like degenerate combo stuff, which I like, but it also like people were all upset because like, Oh, like blue, red Phoenix in modern was too good. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but that's like the fairest deck. Right you could like play against that's like what you wanted modern to be yeah right and it enabled some like fair decks as well being Mm -hmm. like the the brainstorm of the format so like if you ever hear jerry t talk about mardu pyromancer yeah it was a young pyromancer with faithless looting and lingering souls as the cards you wanted to discard to brainstorm or to uh faithless looting and it just was a way for you to get card advantage and for you to get rid of bad cards and like made you have to do made you have to work for it kind of like brainstorm makes you work for it it was card advantage you had to work for was that was going to be what i said because if you look at it it's card disadvantage yeah you're spending a card and a mana for card selection but no card quantity like you're going down a card to do it so you have to like construct your deck and adjust your game plan in such a way that whatever you're putting into the graveyard, you're going to get some use out of later. Right. So the, if you watch the video of the, um, uh, of that, like Crixis four color, like storm Herald deck, mm-hmm. right. I think we said when we were filming it, like this deck needs a faithless looting. Cause like, I don't yep. want any of those enchantments. Just throw them in the graveyard. Give me more stuff to do like right. on turn one. Right. And like Faithless Looting is great in a deck like that because you're like, I have things that I need to be in my graveyard. But it's mm-hmm. also good in like a fair deck where you're right. like, oh man, I can keep this hand that is like a Faithless Looting and four lands mm-hmm. because I could like Thought Seize you. And then turn two, I can Faithless Looting away some lands yeah. and like get so, get a new hand. And now I, I have imagine. fuel for my Croxa. And yep. all this other stuff. Or like you yep. put your Croxa in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. This card is going to enable the red, black, like Arcanist decks to be better. Yep. It might make the Hollow One decks real. Yeah, I mean, Hollow One might be an actual card now. Yeah, as opposed to just like nothing. Well, I Dead- mean, in Historic Anthology, we got the Flame Blade Adept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... Maybe this was like their big plan. Well, we're going to put in Faithless Looting. Yeah. Like we said, the Burgie Storm decks, like Phoenix, like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy to like opt into like Brainstorm, then Faithless Looting away the top two cards. Well, I mean, I think you can almost play the Mono Red Phoenix deck. Probably. Like you lose some of the explosiveness because you don't have Monastery Swift Spear, but you get Ox. Like Ox can serve as your Bedlam Reveler. You get Ox. You also have. like as your like, I mean, Flame Blade Adept can kind of be your yeah, close to your you your get, guy. Uh, the Gitu Lava Runner. Yeah, like I think you have a blue red Phoenix, a mono red a Phoenix deck. I think that the worry is that after a few months, people are gonna like start complaining that like we should ban Faithless Looting. Yeah, and it might not be because of the like degenerate combo decks. It might be because like everyone's sick of playing against like Thoughtseize, Inquisition, Croxa, Faithless Looting. Oh, I won't. I'll, I'm going to play that deck until they take it away from me. Oh, I know. But what I'm saying is like, 
you're gonna love it but yeah. there's gonna be a lot of people that are like all i play against is blood crypt yeah but they're probably storm players so that's fine that's fine okay but <laughs> but my point being is that it could be a problem yeah no, uh, I I understand that a hundred percent. Like we just rattled off, rattled off like six decks that yeah, like, actively want faithless looting, and probably either already are or aren't very far from tier one anyway. Yeah. Now, quick aside, the art on this card, I, I I've, I've tried to not say anything bad. So what I've I will to be say, nice. the same artist did harmonize. Yeah. The yeah, harmonizing the set. That card looks. Yeah. I think the problem is so this this artist has a very specific style, which is yeah. they they take uh, like photos I think, okay. and then like of of people or photorealistic like people, and then mm-hmm. they do like art over top of them, mm-hmm. and so it is their style. Magic knew what they were were getting when they asked for this, and I think just yeah. because the the character is in the foreground Mm -hmm. right it it's so jarring like the the body versus like the rest of the art yeah right like you have this like real person and then like this kind of like like lower lower detail like kind of like simple shapes around them and it just looks off so like I i don't know if you saw today on twitter um, this artist actually posted that I guess they weren't digital. Like they did these as full, like full paintings mm-hmm. for faithless looting and harmonize. And the full painting for faithless looting looks significantly better. And it might just be because it's like zoomed in on yeah. the face and it yeah. just looks off. Like it's probably one yeah. of those things. It's, it might be something kind of like the uncanny Valley. Yeah. Where we like know what a person's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. and, and like what the world around a like person is supposed to look like, and we have like a person, right. and then the things around it don't match up with what we expect. That we're just like, yeah, right. like I wish the art was more pleasing to me, because like <laughs> I would have I would have bought these, yeah. but I'm kind of like, oh, like I don't know, like if they feel super good. Well, lucky for you, there is a uh, a version of this card with much better artwork. With letters and words I can't read. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what Faithless Looting does, though, right? Oh, yeah. I, I Like, all I did to, like, find it in the in the sheet of cards was I didn't look. I just looked for the card that had two and a red in the yeah. in the rules text. And I was like, ah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there that's it says, is. That says flashback. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Next up is Stone Ring. Yeah, this is really strange, right? Um, I think it's kind of unplayable, and I think it falls in that like iconic, yeah, level. But just like Storm players gonna storm, a hundred percent. There's gonna be someone that's like cleansing wildfire you, Stone <laughs> Rain you, play a four man a creeping mold you. Field of Ruin. Yeah, this just gotta like try to make it so you have like no resources. Right. Right. Okay, cool. It's going to like work one every like ten games. And Mm -hmm. it's gonna be against me, and I can be like, ah 
<laughs> but for the most part, like I don't think it has like a big impact. Now, if they yeah. like gave us stone rain and like pillage, yeah, or stone rain and molten rain, then those two cards, then you have a then you have a brew, a stew going. Yeah, right where you're like Lana War Elf into Stone Rain you. Mm-hmm. Every game, every game, like they're just like I have to Lana War Elf Stone Gilded Goose Stone Rain you. <laughs> Gilded Goose pillage you, but the fact that there's only one, there's not that critical mass of three mana blow up your land effects. Yeah. So I think it's fine until like the next mystical archive or like, you know, jump moonwalk start or something, and then they're like, Ah, <laughs> here's pillage and molten rain, and you're like, uh oh, But I think no. it's fine. Yeah. I, d- I just thought it was really weird because like Wizards has said we're not printing Stone Rain anymore. Like Stone Rain is not a fun card. It's not something that we want in our sets. But here, you can have it on Arena. Yeah. They also name the scale of cards that they don't want to print the Storm Scale. (laughs) And they put four Storm cards in this set. Yeah. So I I don't understand. Like every so often we get like Wing Shards and like Modern Horizons. (laughs) And it'd just be like, oh, this card's like not good. It's like unplayable. And now they're just like, hey, you want tendrils, tendrils of agony? And you're like, cool. I guess I can make it work. Yeah. Next up, we have the weirdest card in the set. Not for its text, but for the time in which it is here. It's from the future. We got our very first Modern Horizons 2 spoiler. We did. The card is Abundant Harvest. It's a green mana for a sorcery. Choose land or non-land. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card of the chosen kind. Put that card in your hand and the rest in the bottom in a random order. So yeah. I think Abundance is the card, right? Four yes. in the green for an enchantment that does the same thing. Yes. How good is Abundant Harvest? I don't know. Um, I don't I think, know either. Like I heard it described as like a green cantrip, and it is. Kind of. But, right, I think it's great when you keep a one land hand mm-hmm. and you're like, I have to hit my second land. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, I think it's great if you're like flooded out, right? You're like, Oh, I can't before land hand. I know this yeah. is action, but yeah. I don't know. And that like in between space, like, you know, when you have three lands, like, am I supposed to name like spell? Am I supposed to name land? Right. The fact that you have to make the decision on the front side, Right. Where, like, a ponder, you have to look at the cards and go, like, okay, which one of these do I want? Do I want any of these? I can try again. Like, you only, you make the decision up front. Though I guess, like, there are times where, like, you ponder and you're, like, I have to shuffle any pot, any three that doesn't have a land. Mm -hmm. Right. How close is this to Once Upon a Time? Like, I understand Once Upon a Time was broken because it was just free, but this is kind of Once Upon a Time. Like, when you cast Once Upon a Time, you were either looking for a land or action. It was because whatever your opening hand was, either was lacking a land or was lacking some action. And this does that for half the cost if you're casting it, but... I think the the bigger thing is, like, the fact that you got to look at five, right? Because, like, if if your first creature was a questing beast and you didn't have Mm -hmm. a two-drop... Right, you wouldn't have wanted yeah. to keep the questing beast. Right, you would have wanted to take the two drop out of that pile. 
Mm-hmm. So the fact that like you don't have the same selection, where it's just like yeah. action, not action, right, makes it a little well, bit worse. I, I mean, obviously, I I don't I don't just want it to be once upon a time because once upon a time is banned in everything but legacy. I think. Yeah. So like. I'm fine with not having Once Upon a Time. Like, how close is this to Once Upon a Time? Logo? I think that's the best comparison. This isn't or, really like Oath of Nyssa, and that's like the other card you think of when you think mm-hmm. Green Cantrip. Like, I was going to say it, it might be closer to Oath of Nyssa. Yeah. Right, just because, like, when you catch your Oath of Nyssa, it's like, do I, I need a land? Mm-hmm. I hope there's a land in my top three. This, like, you're guaranteed a land. Yeah. I think this also lets you do, like, sneaky stuff. Right, like, okay, I want to play Oops with a Russian foil taiga. This lets me get my mm. Russian foil taiga every time and then digs me to other stuff later on. Yeah, I don't know how that would work, though. Like, what benefit do you get out of that, though? I don't know. The fact that, like, you can just, like, go through and, like, find the one land in your deck. Yeah. Could be advantageous. I don't know. Also, like, pairs well with a Brainstorm. Right, if you put two lands That's on top, true. and then That's you say true. non-land, mm-hmm. right? You just put them on the bottom, and you mm-hmm. get a non-land. So that mm-hmm. could be that could be like a, a thing, kind of like the the opt example before. Yeah. Or like if you if there are two non-lands, you're just like, well, I'm gonna put land, I'm gonna say land and get rid of these two bad cards, and we'll right. start fresh. I know it's interesting, but. I don't know, I think the thing that really made Once Upon a Time broken was the free aspect. I oh, think yeah. like I think at two mana, that card is not fine, but closer to fine. Yeah. Right? But at free, like, you know, seventy percent of the time that it gets cast <laughs> is is a problem. Yeah. Like if it was two mana and looked at four, it's probably not banned. But True. because it's zero mana and looks at five. It's a little too good. Yeah. All right. Next up, we talked about this last week. You called it Primal Command. Yeah, it's the command that I think is fine, unlike Cryptic. Yes. <laughs> yes. It'll see play in, like, the green ramp decks. Mm-hmm. Right? Go get your finisher. Time walk your opponent. Seems like a good, good thing for five mana. Yeah, I mean, some of the... I know we were just kind of ragging on Stone Rain a minute ago, but some of the pawns and decks play Primal Command to put yeah, their land drop on top of their library. Yeah, it's, it's extra Stone Rain. Yeah. And then Lightning Helix. Yeah, w- weird random, right? Red yeah. and a white for an instant deals three damage to any target and you gain three life. It's funny, like, we had the split card and it was, like, four mana for that side yeah. of the split card. If there can be, like... A red white like Bur- Boros aggressive deck, mm-hmm. like this card goes in it. Oh, hundred percent. In modern, for the longest time, like the the uh, the burn decks were Boros. Yep. For Lightning Helix. Well, and a lot of time. Um, rest in peace out of the sideboard. Yeah, and rest in peace. But a lot of times they were they were red white, so they had access to Lightning Helix. So yeah, this card we'll probably see play. It could also like help prop up let's say like a Jeskai control type archetype where your yeah. removal spell is lightning helix so like you get mm-hmm. the lightning helix their cranko and you gain three life so that negated their first two attacks yeah. against goblins or something i wish i knew 
what the plan for historic was. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I felt like wizards knew what the plan for historic was. I mean, I that, feel, that's the same gripe that we like just we, we keep about. having. Yeah. But it just feels like, you know, his historic anthologies was just like, here's some random cards in a death shadow. Yeah. And then this is like, here's a bunch of commander cards and cards that like are too Jund, good for other formats. <laughs> Jund players, Jund players want fancy versions of cards. So we've got to give them a fancy inquisition of Kozilek because we just gave them a fancy thought seize. Yeah. And so we got to put that in here. And then here are some random storm cards that might work. They might not, but here's some storm cards. So it just feels like it's just like this total grab bag. Mm-hmm. And I just keep going back to the, the just like Mark Rosewater with a 3000 count box with every sorcery <laughs> instant, just dumping it off the building. Yeah. Also roll, roll a D 63. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So I, I don't know if you know, there's like a, a color spokesperson or like cover color advocate for each okay. color in magic. Yeah. The, the person who does white was on dice to removal, the clearing community college podcast. Yeah. Like six months ago talking about like decisions they make for like white cards and like basically they kind of are there to make sure things stay within the color pie and things like that. Mm-hmm. The person who's in charge of black must yeah. just be like snapping people's fingers and has like pictures of like everyone cheating on their wives. Cause like, well, I mean, that's black, fitting for black though, right? Yeah. Black gets everything. That's I, right. I think inquisition should be in uh, on arena. Oh, uh, I don't know. And they just pull out a manila, <laughs> manila envelope. Slide it across the desk. I said, It'd be very unfortunate if these cards, if these pictures got out, and we can avoid that by putting Inquisition <laughs> on Arena. And you're just like, yeah, Inquisition's in, guys. We're good. Get a program. <laughs> chop chop. Yeah. Right. So it just it just feels like they're like black is so much better than the rest of the colors in Historic. Yeah, leaps and bounds. Like black feels like like a lot of the colors feel kind of one note. Mm-hmm. right like the best thing to do in white is like white aggressive uh like life gain strategies and um, then on the other end of the spectrum control right I, I would agree with you except for in this set specifically um like if you look at some of this i, I know we're not doing actual strixhaven spoilers but um a lot of the stuff that they sp- spoiled today from Strixhaven, specifically the white cards, kind of feels like they're not white cards. Yeah, no, they they definitely feel like they've They're working uh, on it. Yeah, been been sick of hearing the the memes about white cards not getting not being good. But I guess what yeah. I mean is that like a lot of colors kinda have like one deck. Yeah. Right? Like you have mono. You have blue. You have mono blue tempo, mm-hmm. and then you have its support role, card advantage role in a control deck. Yeah. Red, you have like burn and like prowessy kind of stuff. Right. And maybe some combo things, but mainly like if you think red deck, 
you're thinking like burn decks, mm-hmm. fishing and yeah. pyromancer things. Red deck wins. Yeah. Green is like super duper rampy. And like green you can, does a little bit of everything it nowadays. Does. It does. Like I guess there is like kind of a green like I guess there's elves. Yep. And then there's like the green ramp decks, which kind of like be mono green like planeswalker style with Nissa and Karn. But like black it just feels like do you wanna play a control deck? Black's got you. Do you wanna play like a controlling mid range deck? We got you. Wanna play controlling like uh like a more aggressive deck? Oh we got you. You wanna play a sacrifice? Aggro. Yeah. Yeah. Disruptive aggro. Do you wanna play like a fiddly, like a lot of triggers, like creature combo deck? Yeah. We got you. And it's just like black seems like it has this wide range of stuff because it has all the cheap interaction mm-hmm. that like supports all of these things. And everyone else is just like, <laughs> like they're just in the corner, like eating paint. Like, hey, can I, can I have lightning bolt? And they're just like, no, that's too good. But he got fussies in Inquisition. It's like, take your shock and like it. And that's shadow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I took the shock, but the <laughs> Dreadhorde Arcanist had three toughness. And I got thought seized again. It, it didn't help me. And they me. took the shock. <laughs> they took the shock. And then they played a young pyromancer. And it's just like, like, yeah. Like, Lightning Bolt actually, like, solves real problems in the format. Yeah. Right? It solves the Dreadhorde Arcanist problem. Mm-hmm. It solves the um, uh, Mayhem Devil problem. Yep. Now, it might spawn other problems in that the Dreadhorde Arcanist deck and the Mayhem Devil deck both will then play Lightning <laughs> Bolt. <to> play it. <laughs> right? But, like, it's like, oh, like, we can kind of, like, you can, for one mana, interact with these problematic creatures. And it's yeah. like, well, for one mana, if you want to interact with Dreadhorde Arcanist, you better play black. It's like, but I wanted to play black for Thought Season <laughs> and Inquisition. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll play more black cards. Yeah, it it's weird. I, yeah. like I said, I don't, I feel like it's on on arena deck list they said this is not how i would like uh curate the form a format if i started from scratch and yeah. i think jerry t was like that's what they did they started from scratch and this is what they came up with right and like i don't know what they've come up with you know what i mean like it just seems like it's just every few months we just get like some random cards from magic's history slash Whatever the new set they think can separate people from their wild cards is. Yeah. And then that's that's the format. So I, I was thinking about this a little bit, like since we've had all these Mystical Archive cards. And I don't know if they're actually trying to curate anything or if they're just trying to like l- just let it be legacy. Because that's kind of legacy's thing is they're like for the most part just hands off. The format is what it is. It's every card with few exceptions. You guys just go do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it gets a lot less attention from like the banner restricted announcements than the rest of the formats do. And I think they want something on Arena that is going to turn into Legacy at some point for Arena where you can just play you know, whatever we feel like we we're going to try and sell on arena. Here's the thing where you can use those cards later. Yeah, I guess it's just, it's weird that they're not trying to balance anything seemingly. 
and the things that they're choosing to like ban and like balance mm-hmm. don't make sense with the things they're letting in. So like, okay, legacy is really heavy blue because over the years we didn't know we were going to have this format and we printed brainstorm and then we printed ponder and we never intended them to be in the same format. Yeah. Right. Enforce it. Well, and force it. Right. But in historic, they could take a second and go, Hey, you know what? Let's not make it. So inquisition is legal since we gave them thought sees that just skews the format too heavy to black or yeah. let's give them sword as the plow shares to like, take care of these giant death shadows. Mm-hmm. that they're going to have right oh that makes sense we can do that and it just seems like they just aren't it's just like well, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's something they could do in the future though when everybody's kneeling to our death shadow overlords they just like, unban swords instead yeah. of banning something out of death yeah, shadow like, haha swords i guess the the thing that is particularly just frustrating is that while legacy is a format that they're hands off on because like there aren't really legacy events and legacy yeah. players really only complain if things are like thoroughly really atrociously bad. broken. Yeah. Right. Historic. They had like, there are a ton of people playing historic. Yeah. And historic is like their flagship or one of their flagship formats. Right. Especially right now, since nobody can play in paper. Right? Like, we just did the Kaldheim Championship, and we played Historic and Standard. Yeah. Right? So, like, if the Historic format gets wonky, then you're just having to watch, you know, the same matchup over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Thought Seize is driven, you know, Thought Seize Inquisition is driven four decks out of the format. Yeah. You're like, oh, you can't play this deck because it requires you to to have A and B to be good. Right? And I, you know, the people love watching Jundamirrors to a point. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, someone like you or someone who's really enfranchised, right? They're like, oh, there's all these decisions. This Jund matchup yeah. is, like, super intricate. But, like, you know, we just said that, like, some of the cards that are on Arena are there because they're, like, splashy. Right. Right, you know it's not splashy. Thought sees into Inquisition into Thought sees <laughs> like that's like yeah. I'm gonna Thought sees you. Okay, cool. You can keep your one drop. Okay, cool. Next turn Inquisition you and Fatal push your one drop. Go. Like it's just like oh, no one no one has anything. Yeah. Now we've said before that like the Jun style of Magic has a hard time working now because a lot of cards are like eight for ones. Right. Right. But a lot of the ones that are like historic playable that are like that efficient mm-hmm. are like gone. Like yeah. the Uros, Uro. Omnaths of the world are just gone now. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I do feel like it is going to be like Death Shadow all the time. Probably. So. I mean, is a world where the best deck has eight one mana discard spells, efficient threats, and uh, faithless suiting for selection. Is that a world where Oko's okay? No. Still no? Oko wasn't okay in Legacy. Oh, that's true. And it had all those things. It had all those things. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. You did some stuff. 
Here's my death shadow. Yeah, it's a three three dog. Cool. So you you, you did eight damage to yourself. Awesome. <laughs> I'm making a three three. Ooh, I upgraded it. Yeah, I know. Um, now it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's an elk. It's an elk it, now. So. I, I guess my my point was more like, do you think the with all the powerful cards that are getting put into the format, do you think that the format will get to a place where they can kind of revisit some of the banned cards? They could. Say, it's okay now. They could. Like, I don't think that Oko... Well, no, Oko's still legal in... No, Oko's banned in Legacy and Uro's still legal. Legal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think Oko's good anywhere. I think that Uro's too far, like, outside the range of what you could have in... Teferi is just thoroughly unfun. Yeah. Omnath, probably not. I don't know. Like, I think that some of the stuff could come off the ban list, like... Agent of Treachery. Like, that could probably yeah. come off. Because, like, that's kind of an A plus B deck. Yeah. Right? And, like, you're not you going really, to A and B together. You really want Agent of Treacheries in your Ephemerate deck, though? Fair. Like, Ephemerate could make that bad. So, that's our thoughts on what's coming into Historic from the Mystical Archives. Mm-hmm. You guys gave us a bunch of topics. And yeah. we... Can't talk about all of them now. We are excited to talk about some and revisit some stuff we talked about before. There's yeah. there's uh, requests for legacy talk, which I'm always in for. <laughs> and um, we're going to get to those. We're going to get through like the new set coming out and all that stuff. But we'll once we get to kind of like the the lull of the new set when we're all like familiar with all the cards, yeah. we'll revisit this stuff for you. Yeah, we'll revisit. So It'll be a couple it, weeks, but we'll get there. Yeah, so if you have any more ideas, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can always drop us an email, show at CasualTryHardMTG.com. Don't forget if you're looking to pick up any singles or pre-order stuff from either the Mystical Archive or from Strixhaven, uh, please use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. As long as you navigate to TCG Player using that address, anything you purchase after that will get a small percentage of to help keep the show going. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. And don't forget to jump in our Discord. That's where we came up with the ideas that I guess we're not going to talk about yet, but some of the show ideas that... Uh, we talked about over this weekend, um, I kind of ran past Brian and Brian was very excited to give his thoughts on such topics. So I, I have some ideas to fix some things. Yeah. So I'm sure you do. Yes. <laughs> Again, and send, everybody will hear about him in a couple weeks. Yeah. Mark Rosewater, you can send the check preemptively to <laughs> comically large novelty check. Exactly. Like you can wear a mask and deliver it to my door. That's fine. Yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse style. <laughs> like three people know what that is and everyone else is like, what is that? <laughs> Who is this Ed McMahon you speak of? Yeah, I guess I, I don't really know what our demographic is. I don't know either. I don't think I... Uh, does Podbean have that information? I doubt it, right? I doubt it, yeah. Yeah, so... Hmm. Anyway. Well, let us know if you uh, yeah. know who Ed McMahon is. All right, so with that, we will catch you on the internet. Catch you on the internet. <laughs>